Are you listening to this show hoping to get some golden nuggets to help you on your way to recovery? Well, great. I hope that you find them because that is exactly what this show is for. But if you really want to take your recovery all the way, completely commit and get on track with your goals, whether they be finally feeling overall healthy, finally getting pregnant, or finally getting back to training, you'll want to join us inside of the HA Society. Not only is this the perfect community to ask questions and get your support and the accountability that you so often need during these uphill battles with body image and understanding nutrition and incorporating exercise, but it's also a hub of exclusive resources for HAers. All of the HA podcast episodes are released in advance and completely ad-free, so you can listen on the go to the raw, unedited versions, uninterrupted. All of the one-on-one coaching calls, of which we have two a week in different time zones, are uploaded to our private podcast feed so that you can listen to events with practitioners and the past community calls as though they were bonus podcast episodes, because I know how much you love to listen to this kind of stuff. And in these calls, we cover requested topics like overcoming the weight gain fears, communicating with friends and family about our HA, diving into how HA works, and debunking the imposter syndrome that so many of us have around this diagnosis. There's also an entire resources section with lectures, workshops, and training from the past events that are hosted by experts like Sarah Liz King, Laura Lyons, Kaylee McDevitt, Holly Dunn, and many more. As a member, you also get direct access to myself and Coach Ashley in the DMs. So if you have personal questions or need individualized advice about your recovery, we're in there answering your questions in the DMs, as are all of our other members in the group who impress me week after week with how they show up for each other. It's incredible. It's like women are just all becoming mini coaches for each other. It's so good. The HA Society is really the place to be if you're going through recovery, no matter what stage you're at. Whether you have HA or you've got a few recovery periods, we have your back and we're all your new best friends. So come and meet us at thehasociety.com forward slash join. That's thehasociety.com forward slash join and the link is in the show notes for you okay on with the show hey and welcome to the hypothalamic amenorrhea podcast an adulting advice podcast production i'm danny sheriff and this is the place to come if you care about getting your period regularly this podcast aims to educate inform and keep you motivated on your period and ha recovery track let's dive in Hey guys, this episode with Laura Lyons of Wild Lions Wellness originally featured on the Adulting Advice podcast as a really popular episode and it deserves a replay. Before we dive into the show, I'd love it if you left a rating and a review for the Hypothalamic Amenorrhea podcast and subscribed because this helps other women who are looking for information and support around hypothalamic amenorrhea find this podcast easily. Okay. Now onto the show with Laura. This is Laura Lyons, right? Lyon? Lyons, yes. <laughs> yeah, Laura Lyons. She is a functional nutritional therapy practitioner. It's a very hard one for me to say. <laughs> she lives in sunny Portland with her husband and her cat. She is an outdoor enthusiast who gets outside any chance she can. Um, if you follow her in, on Instagram, you will see this is very true. She has very envious outdoor activity photos going on (laughs) she's a self-proclaimed health geek and her practice is called wild lions so i love that i love any name where you can have like a bit of a play on words or a pun in it (laughs) it's like if i was an ntp my practice would be like nutrition sheriff or something like not very inviting (laughs) work wouldn't make you feel very safe in that environment but wild lions is a good one i love it so she hopes to inspire others with her nutrition mindset and movement all while sharing her love for the outdoors I really love this about you specifically because I truly believe in you know the power of nature and how humans are self-healing and it just doesn't make sense any other way so that's why when I was going through my own health challenges um, Laura was the first person I ended up working with and it was a really good fit 
and you helped me a lot. So I was really excited to have you on my show and ask you some questions. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Did I miss anything uh, that I should add in about you and what you do? No, I don't think so. I think that was good. I mean, we can, we'll probably end up talking a little bit more about it. (laughs) Yeah. Well, I I like, don't want to get off on a tangent again. See, I told you I get on tangents, but (laughs) I'm like, I don't love prolonged, um, like about me introductions. I feel like in this world that people live in with podcasts now, like they just want to get into the content when people intro with like a really long life story. Sometimes it's not that engaging. I don't know. I feel that. I'm just interested. Yeah. Yeah, Okay. I feel that. (laughs) That that summed me up perfectly. So you're all set. (laughs) Perfect. Perfect. Cool. Well, one little side note is that I know that aside from being an NTP or an FNTP, Mm -hmm. you also, you know, work on the Well-Fed Women podcast, which is like how I found you. I Mm -hmm. love, love, love that show. And it's really what I first started listening to, um, to like start my health journey. So before, like they were the very first people who even put the idea in my head that Mm -hmm. I have uh, something called hypothalamic anemorrhea. Mm -hmm. So I'm just going to start off with that and we'll come back to that. But what is, what was your journey a little bit and like what led you to the philosophies that you have today when it comes to functional health? And I don't know, maybe you should probably intro what that even means. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, um, yeah, an FN, uh, FNTP, they actually, they just changed that. I used to just be an NTP, but they changed our titles a little bit. So now it's a mm. functional nutritional therapy practitioner rather than just NTP. Oh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so when I was working with you, I was just an NTP at the time. <laughs> um, gotcha. Yeah. It's a, it's a long, it's a long, uh, title. I'm not really sure how I feel about it. So I usually just say I'm a holistic nutritionist that kind of works better. Um, Mm. Yeah. So I guess what we do is we just kind of believe in a bio-individual approach. So one person's diet, lifestyle, and healing does not look the same as another person. So we consider genetics, food sensitivities, allergies, symptoms, nutrient deficiencies, work, stress, lifestyle factors um, before creating a specific protocol to our clients. Um, So every FNTP kind of has their own little niche. Um, mine is digestion and hormones because that brought me to where I am today and why I am an FNTP. Those were my biggest struggles. Um, so yeah, I mean, we're not the typical like health coach that's going to tell you to count macros or anything. (laughs) We really dive in and we do a lot of research and really get to the root cause of what's going on in your body for sure. Yeah, that's awesome. And I'll also say like, I work in the health coaching space. I'm not a health coach, but I work for a company that does that are health coaches. Mm -hmm. Um, And so like, I believe very, very much in the benefits of what, you know, learning to, to understand the food you're eating can do, Mm -hmm. but it is not, I feel like it's not always conducive to like a a great, uh, I don't know, hormonal environment or it can create its own problems. So we're still trying to figure out like a balance between the two and how the two, you know, healthy hormones and like Mm -hmm. eating to care for yourself and eating to like reach, you know, body composition goals or whatever it is that everyone first gets into nutrition for. Yeah, that's so hard. I think when I when I first started working with you, you were you definitely were much bigger on like the macro counting and the physique, um, you know, getting to a certain like goal, setting goals and getting to a certain physique and all of that. So obviously we had to work through a lot of that since that was kind of your background. Uh, but I'm sure the Well-Fed Women podcast kind of leans you towards thinking differently about that. Which oh nice. my <laughs> gosh. So, so I've never told anyone this before, but mm-hmm. um, I actually did ask a question that was put on that they did talk about her, mm-hmm. um, Noelle and Steph. And I basically just unloaded all of my feelings. It was actually the very last one, the very last episode that they did before they changed the format. Oh, okay. Um, I know it's I, I'm on there <laughs> oh. and um, it's like so people should just go listen to basically me yeah. just crying to them I'm just crying to them oh. like everything you said you know I feel like I've never been that lean I I don't understand why this is happening to me 
your podcast always really says to, you know, eat more, trust the process, relax more, blah, blah. But like, I don't feel like I'm worthy of that. I don't feel like that is that that information applies to me. It doesn't apply to me. Like everything you're saying sounds great. I would love to relax and eat more, but I'm not allowed. And it's just because of this world that we live in where being hungry is a good thing. Mm -hmm. And just all of that mumbo jumbo and all of that stuff that really got me into a pickle in the first place. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we had to do a lot of like inner work, I feel like just to make you realize that your worth is not in your weight. You know, your main goal was to feel better and gain your fertility back. And you can't do that if you're so focused, so laser focused on the macro counting and needing to be a certain size. So I definitely remember that question. I remember the question. <laughs> yeah, because it wasn't that long ago, really. It wasn't yeah. that long ago. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> I, remember, like, I remember crying when I was listening to them say it. It's so surreal. So yeah, it all meant a lot. And then after that, I um, basically signed up and I got allocated to you. Yeah, and yeah. Here we are. Yeah, yeah, so a lot a lot had happened and basically um I want to give a bit of a background because I would like to ask you a couple more questions about it because mm-hmm. there's a lot of people in my life or who have who have found me because I shared this story. Mm. But I haven't shared a whole lot since recovery. So what happened to me was I you know, started tracking macros because I wanted to change my body composition. I wanted to lose weight. I'd never really been able to do it on my own. And then I found macros and it was absolutely great because it's this way to like understand what Mm. is going in and out and try to make it work with my workouts. And it went well for a while until you start like, you know, you can't, you're addicted to progress. Like you're addicted Mm. to, to making changes. There's no stop. There's no stopping point. So then I um, I basically lost my period really early on and I didn't have it again for a long time. So that's it in a nutshell. And that's called hypothalamic anemorrhea, basically underfueling, overexercising. Yes. Um, and one of the biggest, most interesting things to me is that you do not have to be a teeny tiny person. Like you do not have to lose a lot of weight for this to mm-hmm. affect you. Yes, for sure. I yeah. mean, that was my story. I I became super obsessed. I mean, I had a lot of digestive issues when I was um, a kid. And I mean, my story, I could go on about my story, but I've had, (laughs) I've had a slew of health issues throughout my life. And most of it stems um, from my digestion and my hormones after going off birth control. And for a while, I had started eliminating a lot of foods to feel better. And it became an obsession to where I went on like a elimination diet for an entire year. (laughs) And Mm. I ended up losing a ton of weight um, just because I didn't feel good. So I really didn't want to eat. And I started just restricting my food for sure, which again, I didn't feel good. So it didn't bother me to restrict my food, but I did end up losing my period. But what we were talking about is I never really got to a super low weight, which is really interesting. Like my body is just just carries itself better with a like with a little bit more weight on it. So it's just a matter of being completely comfortable with that and understanding that it is okay because to me the weight that I was, I was not that low in weight. I am physically not capable of being very thin. That's not my body size whatsoever. So you don't have to be at a very low weight to have lost your period. You do not. Mm-hmm. So that's a false assumption for sure. That's a really interesting one. Um, I definitely resonate with that too. Like I, there's no, no one in my family, none of the women in my family are very, very small, but um, what do you think when people often like often men, but when people say, um, you know, Oh, genetics is BS. Like when you say you're not capable of being very, very, very thin. What does that actually mean? And when they say that's BS, what are they referring to? If that makes sense. Uh, Because I mean, yeah, if you want to restrict your food, for sure, you can definitely get down to a weight that your body is not supposed to be. But again, you're going to start seeing symptoms, you're going to start having symptoms like HA or thyroid symptoms, or your body is going to start going into starvation mode. So it's going to shut off your fertility, or it doesn't care, you know, doesn't care about any other processes in your body. It's, it's starving itself, it wants food. So they say genetics doesn't play a role. 
but it does. You, everybody does have their own set point. I mean, even, uh, what is it, the 23andMe, if you were to take one of those tests, it even tells you if you're genetically disposed to being a certain percentage higher or lower in weight, um, which again, it's kind of, it's nice to know. Uh, I mean, I got a 23andMe like a while ago and it is kind of interesting because I, it said on there that I'm predisposed to being 10% heavier than, mm. you know, than, than the average. And I was like, wow, that's really interesting because I've always felt that my whole life, but I never actually knew that was a thing. So, I mean, there is testing for sure that you can get done for that, but I wouldn't recommend that. But you should just know your body has a set point weight where it's going to feel its best and it's going to be most comfortable in. So again, but again, if you wanted to restrict food, and especially men, you know, because they, they don't have, they don't need, you know, of course, obviously their fertility might go down the drain too, you know, but um, they don't really care as much as a woman if your fertility isn't working. I mean, we have symptoms of our fertility isn't isn't, you know, up to par. They don't. So, yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, if you wanted to mess around, you could totally restrict and restrict and you'll, you will lose weight, whether your body is, you know, happy or not. Okay. So, so really like when you listen to, oh, I don't know, let's throw examples out there. I don't know, like mind pump, for example, like very, very popular, mm-hmm. very, very popular podcast about all mm-hmm. things training. And they'll often, often cover questions about nutrition and it's always down to the science of like calories in, calories out, which I totally get it. But basically people, the the majority of the population of the world are missing the full picture of health. And they're Mm -hmm. really talking about this one like pixel inside of the picture that Mm -hmm. is that they're just focused on like the, the size of your body and no one is talking about what happens outside of it no like they're talking about it more now than they ever ever have and that is Mm. crazy to me because it is just so prominent in our community Mm -hmm. that that we are not (laughs) allowed to have extra body weight and that our period is not very very important our menstrual cycle is not important so yeah it's just been really interesting to be sharing my story with people and having and having it impact so many people that just goes to how little people are talking about it. <laughs> yeah, I mean nobody's talking again people aren't talking about the full picture of health. There is so much more to, you know, looking a certain way and having a certain physique, you know. There's nutrient deficiencies that play, you know, a big role when you're restricting your food. Um which again can lead to a bunch of hormonal imbalances, digestion. Oh my God, I can't even tell you how many times I see people's digestion like completely go down the tubes from restrictive eating. It's crazy. Um, thyroid issues. Thyroid is so important, so important. And we don't pay attention to that. You know, the restrictive eating attacks our thyroids, you know, right. <laughs> it's not good for us. And then we end up with all these symptoms, you know, and it's so 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 stressful on our bodies that's the biggest thing is the stress that restrictive eating puts on our bodies and then the excessive working out too i mean you were mentioning the mind pump uh podcast i listened to them a few times back in the day i enjoy listening to them um you know i don't i don't know why i just easy to listen to them them. when you have your own research and your own knowledge to supplement it but when you don't have any other information to supplement it with it can be dangerous Mm Oh, for sure. Yeah, because I only take what they say with a grain of salt. I would never take their advice, probably ever. (laughs) (laughs) But I do enjoy listening to them. I like to hear their take on it. But again, there are three men that are very, you know, fitness orientated. Um, You know, we are more focused on getting people's body back in balance, regardless of your weight. You know, of course, people always come to me and they'd say, you know, they want to lose weight and we can always work on that. But again, your body will lose weight as a result of your body getting back in balance. So that's a super important fact there. And guess what? If you're going to restrict and restrict and restrict, your body's going to never get into balance ever. So you're always going to have these weird symptoms and people are lying. If they say that they're restricting their food and they don't have some types of symptoms, they're lying to you. Mm -hmm. 
Or it hasn't hit them yet. You know, it might take a few years. Some people's bodies are much more resilient. And like, like for you, your body was just, you have a much more sensitive oh body. My God, I know. So, you know, you're going to have symptoms come up much quicker. Yeah. You know? All of my closest friends have tracked and restricted far more uh, consistently and even, in, and, you know, trained mm. through it far more intensely than I have. And so, you know, it's caused not just like a, that's not just one of the reasons why I've been like, this doesn't apply to me, you know, because I see other people pushing it even harder than me. So that's why this information, this isn't quite what's wrong with me, but also um, it just makes it hard to explain it to your friends as well. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, again, it's just a matter of your body's just a little bit more sensitive, you know, and their bodies just aren't. I mean, I look at my husband and he can eat whatever he wants. Like it doesn't even phase him. And then I'm over here and I can, you know, barely eat certain things without getting a stomach ache. You know what I mean? Not so much anymore, but back in the day, you know, I, when I was dealing with all my digestive issues, I'm like, why can you eat all these things? And I can't, you know, and it's just, his body's just, you know, in a different functioning mode. And again, this kind of goes back to birth too. Sometimes certain things play a role in that. Like if you were breastfed, if you were a C-section baby, if there's past traumas in your life, I mean, there's a slew of things that can lead to you being either a more sensitive human or, you know, being able to be able to do what you want and have more resilience in your body. That is interesting. I would love to know, learn more about like the effects on trauma in birth and epigenetics and everything but mm. all of that research is still really young itself right yeah yeah and it's it's really interesting to learn and it really makes you think you know and i think about my digestive issues and some of the issues i've had that came up in my life whether it be hormonal i had um like psoriasis as a kid and i still actually will get a flare up every now and then and i just i kind of relate it back to when i was a kid and um you know, my mom smoked when she was pregnant with me because back then nobody knew any different. Like you could do that. You know, there was no research on that. So she smoked when I was, uh, when I was, when she was pregnant with me and then, um, I was not breastfed. I was actually vaginally born, which is nice. I mean, that means I did get some gut bacteria from her, but yeah, these, these little things in your life can just completely add up to either you having, uh, more resilience in your body, or if you're going to be a more sensitive person to things. Right. And how, how often do you see, um, people who are super sensitive to like lifestyle change? Like I was so like when you were going through my checklist, I did like a four or five page checklist of symptoms Mm -hmm. and answered no to like all but one or two symptoms. So what was your impression of that? Was, were you immediately just like, Oh, she's just super sensitive to stress or yeah. Like, what do you think of that? Yeah. So you were coming to me for HA. So that is definitely something that is an, the underlying cause is usually due to some type of stress in your body. So um, I was very shocked that you didn't have any digestion symptoms, like your blood sugar was pretty good. I mean, those are usually the two biggest markers that I tend to see when people fill out the symptom burden um, analysis that you did. Uh, but yeah, it's just very rare to have somebody reach out for nutritional therapy and not experiencing like a slew of symptoms regarding digestion and hormones. And especially since your hormones, you know, without having, you had no hormonal symptoms either. And I'm like, hmm, this is interesting. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, it was just really rare. But the biggest thing with you is just eliminating stress. So even just simple things like eating at the same times every day. I think you were experimenting with like fasting at the time, which is not something that would work for your body. Um, so, you know, just eliminating the stress of your body, wondering when its next meal is. So I think we, you were eating at like the same times every day. You were eating when you woke up in the morning. Um Eliminating like, you know, I didn't tell you to stop working out. I just said to kind of, you know, like diet down a little bit, but I think you were dealing with like back issues as well. So it kind of helped because you weren't wanting to work out as much since you had some back things going on. Um, But yeah, I think just honestly eliminating the stress of you trying to figure it out on your own and just giving you a clear plan to follow was all you really needed so that you could just eliminate that stress of just figuring it all out on your own. Cause I think when we met you, you had outweighed, you had done everything at that point. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, it was just really the stress for, for sure. Right. So how, so 
with that, like, and your entire practice and the way you approach all of your clients, how mm-hmm. much weight do you put on lifestyle? Like, you know, work stress, loneliness, a lack of outdoors time, a lack of having a hobby. Like, how much of a correlation do you find with that across the board? Um, actually, pretty much every single client I see, we end up having to address right. stress. You did do sure. that with me as well. Um, yeah. Yes. Um, I mean, we're all stressed out, whether we want to believe it or not. I mean, <laughs> stress is just something that everybody, oh God, I can't even, I'm still even working on this, to be honest. I had the shingles last January from stress. Um, so that, I mean, that's just an overreaction of your immune system from stress. So, uh, I mean, it's just from the way that we think about our bodies to social media comparisons, to the food that we eat, to working out too much, to working out too little, to, you know, that stressful drive to work every day. It's about finding that balance, you know? Um, so yeah. And I mean, for me, a lot of it, like you were talking about earlier, um, my biggest thing is getting outdoors and doing something for myself every single day. So that's played a huge role in my overall wellness is making it a plan to get outdoors every weekend. So me and my husband, I mean, we hike pretty much every weekend somewhere in the Pacific Northwest. Um, And it's just a huge part of what makes me feel like alive and eliminates the stress of the week. It just gives me time to just relax and just download from the week, you know? Um, so yeah, I mean, stress is a huge one. It's a, it's probably, I mean, to be honest, if we're not dealing with the stress, you probably will not be, you know, you're not going to do very well on a nutrition protocol. We need to address the stress pretty much always. And that's the thing. Like, I think I even told you about the stress bucket theory, how, you know, we keep adding and adding and adding to that bucket and then eventually it overflows. And that's when we start seeing symptoms. So hormonal imbalances or, you know, HA, digestive issues, high blood pressure, and any like mystery symptoms can all just be due to stress. Mm. I love that analogy a lot. I've heard it in different ways. And it also applies to just like, uh, you know, training, for example, is where I first heard it, where you you think you're fine because you don't have an injury. You can't, you don't feel any pain, but that's just because the bucket is just full, just below the lip. But any Mm. second now, it's going to overflow, which is why, you know, you Mm -hmm. need to be addressing these things before there's something wrong as well. And really making sure like you're taking some time, you're sleeping enough, you're eating enough, Mm -hmm. you're not, you know, hyper-focused on these things that don't matter. Because I'll even say like, I didn't realize the stress that, um, you know, that being so focused on my nutrition had. Like looking at the Mm -hmm. clock, this is a huge one for me, it would be, I Hey, are you trying to recover and maybe even fall pregnant naturally? I thought that might be you. And if so, we have created our best ever yet resource for you. Totally free. This is a masterclass. I've called it my masterclass because I have put everything into this, right? This masterclass is designed for you if you have HA or have had HA and are dealing with suboptimal cycles and you're serious about restoring those babies to full optimization and you want to create the ideal foundation for a pregnancy, this is going to be for you. So in this masterclass, I'm going to provide you a lot of things, including a lot of case studies, mine, Ashley's and Mishi's, as well as lots of our past clients and what their challenges were and what they had to do to overcome it. And we cover a really wide variety of types of cases of HA. So everything from primary amenorrhea and missing periods for years and years to short-term amenorrhea and what we did to handle that situation as well. And how long it took these people to go from HA to pregnant with this system and how long it took them to go from HA to ovulating, of course, with this system. So lots of information, lots of case studies, lots of stats. We go through why this is not a weight gain plan and how we actually divide you into phases, the three phases of HA and determine what your starting point is so that you have a good idea of where you need to start with your actual changes and lifestyle and nutrition changes. 
We even cover questions like HA and people with a normal BMI and recovery for people who have had HA for too long. There's so much in this 60-minute masterclass. Y'all, I'm impressed. And at the end, I'll also be running you through how to get a free HTMA, hair tissue mineral analysis through us, which is a part of our process for recovery and preconception clients that we're happily going to give you for free 99 as a massive thank you, of course, for joining the masterclass. So go to the hasociety.com forward slash masterclass or head to our website and you'll find a link for it and find when the next available presentation is going to be. That's the hasociety.com forward slash masterclass. I would look at the clock and I was hungry, right? And I was like, can't wait till lunchtime because I know I had breakfast already and I'm, but I'm hungry now. But if I eat now, then I'll have to wait forever till lunch, till dinner. And, you know, and thinking about that and watching the clock for my next meal and feeling a bit hungry, you like, oh, that's so stressful. But in the moment you have no I idea. Know. And then, and, and I wanted the days to end. I wanted the days to hurry up, hurry up and be dinner time, hurry up and be bedtime so I can get up in the morning and eat. Yeah. Like what kind of life is that? And then when I yeah. started slowing down, eating more, have to eat breakfast, even if I'm not hungry, or even if I, you know, have feelings about what I ate for dinner last mm -hmm. night. And so I don't want to eat breakfast. Like I have to, and then you stop watching the clock and you start being excited that there's extra hours in the day. Like, oh yay, there's still two yeah. hours before lunchtime. I can like get this done. I can get this. And you have all this energy and all this mental freedom. And all of that really yeah. adds up to you being able to improve your symptoms and feel like yeah just the constant thinking about food it's just it's so draining to be constant I mean I obviously all I talk about is food on the daily basis but I'm not over here like you know wondering about my next meal all the time and I used mm -hmm. to be that way like I used to when I was counting macros and stuff I would put in my meal everything I was eating for that whole day and I wouldn't eat if I was hungry at all just so that I would hit the macros that I wanted to mm. hit. So I could be starving, but I was like, nope, I already put it in my fitness pal. I already know exactly what I'm having today. I can't go over that. So I wouldn't eat if I was hungry. Yeah, It's so draining, so draining. I am so glad that I did so much work on that and I don't do that anymore because that stress alone was killing me. Yes, you know? I do. You know, you, I'm sure you've seen them. There's a, a few memes out there that'll be based on that, like, uh, you know, go uh, going to bed thinking about what I'm going to have for breakfast or like just mm -hmm. memes that, that so many people can relate to, which is why they become so popular uh, about, you know, always thinking about food and always being hungry. And then we all think, oh, yeah. like all girls are just like that. Like girls have bigger appetites than boys. Uh, women are always hungry, blah, blah. Mm -hmm. But no, actually, if, if any of my friends post that now, I'm, I think, oh, you, you have, and you might have a small issue. <laughs> Yeah. yeah. Yes. Yeah. It's because they're restricting. So they just can't wait until they eat their next meal. They're always kind of hungry, yeah. you know, and that it makes you feel worthy when you're a little bit hungry. It makes oh you feel my a little gosh. bit leaner. I mean, why do people love fasting? People love to fast because you feel so lean yes. all day and then you can eat your big meal and then wake up again and feel very lean all day. And it's, it's like almost tricking you into thinking you've lost a bunch of weight or you just feel really good but you don't, you know, it's just, it's literally tricking you into thinking that you, you feel so lean and you feel like you've lost all this weight because you haven't eaten for, you know, 12, 15 mm -hmm. hours or whatever your time frame may be. Yeah. So. I've definitely heard a, a, a few people, you know, glorify, including myself, right. Glorify like, Oh, I mm -hmm. love the feeling of being hungry. Uh, you know, it's a rewarding yes. feeling. Totally. What is your, uh, take because this is something I've always been curious about it's always confused me a little bit yes like people were designed to be able to um survive a little bit of famine like you know mm -hmm. it does seem weird that we would be designed to be eating at these intervals like what's what's your take on the whole I suppose like mm -hmm. paleolithic style of things and and just yeah. eating when you're hungry versus like like, I don't know, like, how are we supposed to live? <laughs> well, yeah, I know, I know. That's so tough, too, because, it, again, it is kind of just very bio-individual. It's unique to every person. But the thing is, think about back in the day. 
you know, they didn't have the people, you know, would go on, you know, they would do the whole famine thing or the fasting, you know, fasting was always a big thing back in the day. I mean, what even era was that? I don't even know. But think about it. We didn't have the, they didn't have the stressors that we did at all. We have, we are an overly stressed society. So eating only once a day isn't going to help your body in any way. We also, too, nutrient deficiencies are huge nowadays. Back in the day, that probably wasn't even a problem because the soils were really mm-hmm. good and we had all of our nutrients and all the vitamins and minerals in our soils. Everybody was eating off of the land. Everybody, Spending you know, time in the, the sun. walking barefoot. Yeah. Exactly. You know, it was just, we had, it was, life was just so different back then. So I can't necessarily agree with the, three meals a day type of thing. I mean, again, it's just, it, it's different depending on every person. Some people do great with fasting. Some people do. They tend to be men, um, you know, that because their fertility isn't at stake for sure. Um, but I mean, it's just, it's so bio-individual for people. And it tends to be really good for people that have symptoms due to being very overweight, right. um, being very obese. Um that can really help people. The same thing with like the keto diet can be very beneficial for people that are very overweight and need to lose a lot of weight in order to feel good and, you know, get rid of symptoms or chronic diseases. Um, But for the typical day-to-day person, you know, it's, it's just different depending on what your story is. Okay. So if a really, you know, uh, traditionally looking, uh, traditionally healthy looking person, for example, says, especially a woman says, I love fasting. I feel really great on fasting. I, like my, um, you know, my health markers like seem fine from the outside a little bit in your head. Are you thinking, Oh, I'd love to see like your, your bloods or something. <laughs> yeah. I mean, do you actually feel that great? You know, sometimes we lie to ourselves. Sometimes we lie to ourselves and say we feel really good back in the day when I was restricting, but I lost like 40 pounds in a few months. I'm like, yeah, I feel great. Did I really? Mm. <laughs> you know, you got to think about that. Are you lying to yourself? Do you just like, are you getting this instant gratification looking in the mirror because you look leaner and thinner? So you just feel good because of That's that? That's interesting. Yeah. I wonder if there's a, instead of a list of like, do you have these symptoms? Um, maybe a list yeah. of, do you not have these symptoms? Because there are ones that I didn't yeah. realize. There are things I didn't realize that I didn't have until I got them back. Mm-hmm. Like my eyes used to just be crust machines. Like I just have so oh. much crust in my eyes all the time. And I just thought, oh, I'm just a crusty person. Like I just, <laughs> this is me. Like, oh, there's Danny has sleep in her eyes again. Um, and then when, when I started recovering and you know, I had like a clearer skin complexion. I had a fuller face and I didn't have these crusty dry eyes anymore. And then, you know, when they start, when I start seeing some sleep build up in my eyes, I know that maybe I'm starting to get tired. And, you know, Mm -hmm. so so do you have crusty eyes? Do you have dry flaky skin? Do you have like hair kind of falling out or splitting or just like looking gross these things we don't we don't realize that we like that's not just aging or whatever (laughs) yeah and that's the thing like like even like you're talking about that like a lot of those things are nutrient deficiencies Mm. so like for you that would have been an immediate sign that oh we need to add more fatty acids into your diet so you need more fats into your diet i think you were doing a very low fat diet at one point in your life Mm. so you know, adding more fat into your diet, but also making sure that you're digesting that fat. So, you know, doing more like bile salts and um, certain supplements that can help you to digest the fat as well, because you don't want to just throw a bunch of, tell somebody to eat a bunch of fat when they might not actually even be digesting it or absorbing it. Um, But yeah, nutrient deficiencies are one of the biggest things I deal with on the day to day. And a lot of it has to do with the restrictive dieting, um, being on birth control for a while, being on certain pharmaceuticals, um, stress alone is going to deplete your body of magnesium calcium, potassium. I mean, your body is just depleted. Zinc is so important for all of our body processes. And I want to say probably like 90% of the population is deficient Mm -hmm. in zinc. And that's even huge for fertility too, for men. If you're infertile as a male, guess what? You probably need to have your zinc levels checked. Mm. (laughs) Um, So yeah, I mean a lot, and that's another problem too, with this macro counting and the restrictive eating 
is nutrient deficiencies. Nobody's paying attention to that. You know, you can't just take a multivitamin and expect that you're going to get all the nutrients you need because you're probably not. And a lot of the multivitamins people are taking are not a, like available source to our bodies. So it doesn't even work with our bodies and we're not able to even absorb what vitamins we're putting oh. in our body. So <laughs> yeah, it's just like a whole, whole thing, but Oh, yeah. So, so like, try, he's like what I'm feeling right now, like the emotions that come up is just like, it's, it's a lot of work to, uh, to look after yourself, especially in this world, like we need to be putting just as much effort into getting all of our like nutrients, then we Mm-hmm. But we don't, we don't put, as, we put more effort into depleting ourselves of that is basically what I'm trying to say. Yes, mm-hmm. we do. We put, we, that's the thing is, I mean, a lot of my work is just like taking women like out of these thoughts and emotions and getting them more onto like a path of like empowerment rather than self-sabotage. Cause I feel like we're self-sabotaging ourselves by constantly restricting and restricting because we're just in that society. Mm-hmm. That's how we all live today, but nobody is paying attention to I think everybody needs nutritional therapy, whether you're eating well or not. I feel like it could benefit everybody just to learn more about your body and to understand what foods work for your body. And even if you have symptoms or not, I just think learning a way of eating that's going to work for you long term is so important so that you're getting all the nutrients and nourishing your body appropriately. It's just so Mm. important. So do you have an opinion on where where nutrition coaches so just like someone lost weight and this now they're a nutrition coach um like where Mm -hmm. they need to be making changes because I think like I don't want to say oh people should stop becoming nutrition coaches or whatever because like I get that they Mm -hmm. they want to help people and stuff but where should they be maybe doing a little more study or work or something (laughs) What do you, what do you mm. mean? Like, so I guess like, so yeah, you go. <laughs> <laughs> so are you saying, so uh, a nutrition coach that lost, like somebody that lost weight and then became a nutrition coach? coach? Yeah, I don't know. I, I guess like, what's your take on nutrition coaches and where does something there change? It's a pretty broad question. Okay. So, yeah. So that's the problem too is there can probably be a lot of pretty awful for sure because there's just so many there's just so many there's so many and that's another thing too where did they get their certification where did they go to school what did you know what is their focus you know everybody has their own take on things so it's so hard that's why you know with me like I always do like that 15 minute call we did a 15 minute call prior so that you actually understood like who I was like what I do and how I can help you because there are a lot of really bad health coaches and nutrition coaches just trying to make it big on Instagram you know and so you have to be very weary of like the ones that you find to work with um and again the certifications and who just, I mean, it's just such a broad, I mean, how many people do I follow on Instagram that are health coaches or, and health coaches, I don't even know what well, their I don't certification think you really have usually to have is. One. Um, I don't, and I know, or like, you know, life coaches or whatever. And I'm just like, what is your background? You know, I want to know more about your background. I don't want to work with somebody that I don't know their background or how they can, how they're going to be helping me, you know, or the, the people that are just making money off of Instagram by selling programs and stuff. Um, I think the one-on-one component is so important. I mean, you can even attest to that too, having one-on-one conversations with a, you know, with a, a certified person is so, so, so important rather than just doing programs online where there's none of that, you know, one-on-one interaction with another person. It's just so important. And I feel like so many people nowadays are just trying to do programs and, um, you know, there's none of, there's no connection anymore. And there's also no bio-individual approaches anymore, like how I, you know, tailor things to certain people. That is so rare to find now. And, you know, NTPs do do that. That's what we're trained to do. Um, but I don't know what health coaches, you know, a lot of them are just making programs that are meant for everybody. And guess what? Everybody's case is completely different. Guess what? Somebody else that had HA mm-hmm. is going to be completely different than you, you know, and it, what we would have probably had to do something completely different for them. Sometimes HA is related to a gut infection, 
or, you know, a, a completely different underlying balance, PCOS, endometriosis. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's so many different Yeah, and there's so uh, many people cases. who, who so, just know how to get you lean, which is, yeah. And it's going to be a while yeah. until we can, and that's what they do. like until people are signing up for the program that's not just promising you abs over, um, over your health. It's kind of like mm-hmm. going to a hairdresser and not having them care about what specifically looks good on you like giving everyone the exact same haircut Mm -hmm. and not not letting you know when like this look is cute but maybe not for you it's like you would never go to a hairdresser expecting not expecting some kind of individualized approach and like that just Mm -hmm. but no that doesn't matter for your nutrition whatsoever with a lot of people no. And that's the thing too, like with counting macros, like I can't bash counting macros. Cause I mean, there are mm-hmm. some clients where I've had them count macros just so that they can get an idea in their head of like what a proper plate's supposed to look like and stuff. Um, people that don't mm-hmm. know, you know, carb, protein, fat, and cool. you know, it's just a, it's a good, I mean, you need to have a baseline sometimes. So, you know, we talk a lot about like intuitive eating, right? You can't just intuitively eat unless you actually have a baseline, like where you came from. You know, you kind of need to mm-hmm. understand macros and how they work and, and how, how much your body, you know, needs certain macros in order to intuitively eat. You can't just think you're going to intuitively eat and lose mm-hmm. weight if you need Absolutely. to Absolutely. Amen. Right? <laughs> I, I completely am so excited that you said that <laughs> because, yeah, because the, now there's these two camps, right? Oh, the camps of like you were, you know, macro counting, calorie counting, like doing specific diets or whatever is so, so, so bad. Um, You know, you're a terror, mm-hmm. objectively terrible person if you do those things and you should just like eat, eat, eat. But, you know, like nothing's that black and white. And even, even like your, your approach no. there needs to be individualized for many, many people. Like I, yeah. Um, I have no regrets about the times I tracked macros because of how much I understand macronutrients now that I can now listen to my body using mm-hmm. what you and I have worked with way more effectively and say, mm-hmm. oh, I had like just carbs for breakfast. So like, yes, See, I love that. I love that. Like you can now, that's the thing. You need that baseline sometimes so that then you can listen to your body and then you can intuitively eat and understand mm-hmm. what your body needs. And without that baseline, you're just going in blind and you're wondering why you might be putting on all this weight or, you know, why you can't lose weight. And we need, you know, we kind of need to get to that baseline a little bit for just a little while. You know, I mean, I never want somebody to become like addicted to right. my fitness pal or something, but you know, just, you know, understanding macros. I never actually have somebody usually count macros. It's more so we do a lot of work with understanding macros and what ones will work for your body based on your activity levels or, you know, no activity level, you know, different days are Mm going to be look different to some people. Uh, But understanding how that all works is so important so that then you can intuitively eat and be at a weight that you like and your body is balanced yeah. and you can awesome. just feel really cool, good. everyone. So if you have never, if you have never learned a single thing about food, go and do it. Um, mm. Go and do it. Work with an NTP, <laughs> work with a certified nutrition or health coach, yeah. something like that. Someone really, really trusted who can teach you in a safe way. And, you know, you're going to be able to eventually yeah. get where you want to be without, taking a million steps backwards to begin with. Cool. So if you could tell, you know, everyone, since you can't take an individualized approach with everyone, but they need to implement (laughs) one thing, what is a blanket recommendation? Okay. So I could go nutrition route, but I think after everything we've talked about, I think my biggest thing would be kind of related to stress. So taking the time every day to do something you love. So not something that you feel like you need to do to like feel worthy or, you know, getting in that workout where you feel like you need to do that. Do something that you really love to do and do it every day, even if it's only for a half an hour. Just do something that you love every single day so that you can show up for yourself and then you'll end up showing up Mm -hmm. for other people as well. And for you, I mean, that's drawing. I was going to say, yeah, when I saw that, I was like, fine, I guess I could draw. It was not a drawing. And I just (laughs) got like a a thousand followers extra from it. And all people want 
paying commissions for it and people just messaging me being like thank you for making this it really speaks to me it means so much to me like it it's just been like it's become more than just drawing and that is like what that's just crazy that's just like a whole other story (laughs) yeah well, I think, yeah, I know my whole thing with you is to find something to just, you know, turn off your mind and do something that you love and tapping into your feminine side, especially when you're trying to balance hormones. So like, that's a huge thing is you had a very masculine, you had a lot of masculine tendencies. So I was telling you to like tap into your more feminine side, then that's more of a creative side. So having a creative outlet, which is drawing for you. Yeah, helps I mean, huge. I can't even begin to explain. Like, I would not have been drawing. I wouldn't be having these conversations none of that if I hadn't like hired someone Mm -hmm. to help me figure out what the heck is making me so uptight and so not well so (laughs) that is awesome okay cool well yeah yeah, get creative people (sighs) well thanks I could I could (laughs) seriously rant and talk about that kind of thing all day long and so it's already it's already been 45 minutes so I know (laughs) (laughs) thank you so much Um, I wanted to know do you have anything else to share and where can people find you Yeah, for sure. So I was actually going to offer your listeners 15% off any of my consultations um, and any of my one-on-one. I now do like hormone balancing and digestion restore programs. So that's, we just focus on either hormones or digestion, depending on your needs. Um, But otherwise 15% off just a single consultation and my follow-ups. If you mention the adulting advice podcast, when you schedule, um, or you can just email me. Um, My website is wildlionswellness.com com, or you can even message me on Instagram at Wild Lions Wellness, um, and just mention awesome. the podcast. That's so cool! Time. I really, really hope some people reach out. If they do, let me know. I'd be so proud of them. Cool. Yeah. Well, I mean, don't yeah, tell me I their totally names, but <laughs> just that someone did. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Oh, well, thank you I so much. I really I appreciate it, and thanks everyone for listening. Yeah, it was fun. This has been fun. And you can follow the podcast at Adulting Advice Podcast. I think it is on Instagram. And I'm at Danny Sheriff. And this has been great. Everyone go and get 15% off a consultation with Laura. She'll fix you right up and she'll get you on track. (laughs) Thanks so much. (laughs) Bye, y'all. Thank you. (laughs)